Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. This is Gloucester Vineyard Church's weekly podcast. We are creating communities which bring hope and joy to Gloucestershire and I'm really chuffed to bits that you have downloaded this message. Uh, As you might be able to hear, I am suffering with the New Year's lurgy that apparently everybody has. So you can kind of hear I'm a bit bunged up and I'm sure many of you are as well. So if that's where you are, then you have my sympathy and my prayers. Um, This week, we are starting a brand new series as a church, which is going to take us all the way from the beginning of the year at Christmas time through to Easter. Now, we don't do many things traditionally at Gloucester Vineyard. We don't kind of lean into traditions too much, but we've kind of started a few of our own. And one of them seems to be this rhythm of reading one of the biographies of Jesus' life um, between Christmas and Easter every year. Um, So uh, in case you weren't aware, there are four biographies of Jesus' life um, in every Bible. They're named after the people who apparently wrote them. So there's one by Matthew, one by Mark, one by Luke and one by John. And so far over the last couple of years, um, we read the book of Matthew and zoomed in on the theme of the kingdom of God. Last year, we read the book of Luke and we talked about the theme of justice. And this year, we have been uh, prayerfully considering what we should read next. And we have decided that we're going to be reading the book of John, which is the last uh, of the four Gospels, the Gospel accounts of Jesus' life. Uh, And this year, we're going to be zooming in on the idea of living life in all of its fullness. What does it mean to live life to the full? Um, What is life? Uh, What does the Bible have to tell us about how we can get there and what that looks like. Um, really excited about some of the stuff that we're going to be touching on this term um, and so I'd just like to really encourage you to come on that journey with us to read along in the book of John. What we're going to be doing is taking two chapters every week uh, to read before we come to the Sunday gathering um, and then the, the, the um, then we'll be unpacking those two chapters in the gathering and then there'll be an option to also unpack them in small groups and home groups um, in the week as well so um, it's a bit of a reading challenge that we're throwing down that we do every year to say you know come and read this with us let's read it together as a community let's process it together Um, there's lots of I mean I could talk about this all day I should crack on and read it but I just love reading um, the gospels like this because it allows Jesus to speak for himself it means that we don't just jump to the bits that we know and the bits that we like or if if it's our first time reading the gospels it really just we just go for it and we let Jesus speak for himself. We read all the challenging bits and all the nice bits as well. And we don't shy away from asking questions because we never do. Um, And so as part of our journey through the book of John, one thing we're going to be doing is publishing on a Monday or a Sunday evening um, somebody reading the two chapters for the week. So if you um, if you struggle with reading the Bible on your own or if you just prefer to have it read to you, then we've got you covered. We're going to have um, a podcast published every week with somebody reading the two chapters for you. So if you're commuting to work or doing the washing up or whatever you're doing, um, you can take part as well if reading isn't really your thing. Um, and so this coming Sunday, I've got the privilege of kicking off the series. I'm going to be unpacking uh, chapter one and chapter two of John. Um, And I'd love to read it to you now as well. So uh, get yourself comfy or get your marigolds on if you're washing up. Um, And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. So this is the Gospel according to John, chapter 1 and 2. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything 
that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light, he was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognise him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth, resulting in human pa- resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? He came right out and said, I'm not the Messiah. Well, then who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? Nope, he replied. Are you the prophet we're expecting? Nope. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah. I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. Then the Pharisees who had sent asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptise? John told them, I baptise with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognise, though his ministry follows mine. I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptising. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognise him as the Messiah, but I have been baptising with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptise with water, he told me, The one on whom you see the Spirit descending and rest, and rest, descending, Upon whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptise with with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you going? Sorry, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him for the rest of the day. 
Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon, who told him, We found the Messiah, which means Christ, which means King. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus, looking intently at Simon. Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. And then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are a son of God. You are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe just because I told you I'd seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And then he said, I tell you the truth, you will see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples uh, were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus told his mother, they have no more wine. Sorry, Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not my problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. And when the jars have been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the wine, the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, although of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has drunk a lot, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers and his disciples. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep and doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and the cattle, scattered the money changers coins all over the floor and turned over their tables. And then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you the authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What? they exclaimed. It's taken us 46 years to build this temple, and you can rebuild it in three days. But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. 
Because of the miraculous sign Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust in him. But Jesus didn't trust them, because he knew all about people. No one needed to tell him about human nature, for he knew what was in each person's heart. And there we have it. The first two chapters of John my goodness they are absolutely jam-packed i'm sitting here and i'm thinking about what i'm going to be sharing on sunday and thinking honestly i could there's about a bazillion things i could share from that it's so rich and so full um i hope that there was something in there that blessed you and got your brain going um, and we're really looking forward to seeing you this coming sunday at st john's church on northgate street at four o'clock and uh, there'll be the usual worship and refresh refreshments as well um please do join us come and join the conversation it will be a two-way conversation uh, and hopefully we can learn together uh, about this wonderful man Jesus and what he has to tell us about living life in all of its fullness. God bless you and see you very soon.